Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Anna and Patricia, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Thanks for joining us on That's Why Show. I'm Anna. And I'm Patricia. How are you doing, Patricia? I am really, really well. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad to see you today. Yes, I'm glad to see you too. And I have had a hard week, as you know. You know, and guys, we did take off August because we needed that time. Yeah. So it was just a good break for us to just do our own thing and not have any obligations on top of the other obligations. Right. But we we're ready to on. come back and we've got a great one today, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Today ready. we are talking about the soul. The do you soul. think that we have have souls? I really do. Despite the fact that I'm an atheist, <laughs> I really believe that we have a soul. Agree, me too. And we'll, I mean, we'll touch a lot on that, obviously, throughout the show, but it's exciting. And I feel like the soul is different based on religion, how you grew up. We both believe that we have souls, but there are, are people out there that will disagree with us, and that is fine. <laughs> yes, that's okay. <laughs> yep, that is fine. <laughs> We're going to present reasons, though. Reasons. Exactly. Why. So before we begin... <laughs> Patricia, do you have a shout out to give us today? I do. I want to give a shout out to my friend Stephanie Jensen in Chicago, Illinois. <gasps> Hello, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie gave me one of the great, you know, compliments. I mean, compliments are always wonderful, but she said something so cool. Now, before I tell you what she said, I'm going to preface it by saying I, Stephanie is one of the women I admire. She's so intelligent and altruistic. She's done humanitarian work like in the Middle East. And I think the world of her. Wow. I think she's, she's got it together. And so when someone that you admire tells you something, right? And she said, I just, she was driving somewhere and she said, I just binged on your podcast. You <laughs> ladies are killing it. Oh. And that really touched me. So thank you. Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. We appreciate that feedback. Oh, Absolutely. no, not fe Is it called feedback? Remember, we called it, I just remember last time we said we shouldn't say feedback. Oh, I don't remember I don't that remember. either. We're a little drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Did we have to reveal that, but that's fine. So you understand if we're a little gay, it's because we're drunk. Uh, Y'all will appreciate that, though, because I'm yes. sure you guys are drinking right now. So. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Tell us what you're drinking. Ooh, and yeah. the mixes. And the mixes. And, and your recipes. Drinking. Yes, yes. That would Please be a great idea. Please share what you're drinking while you listen to our podcast. I would love Ooh, to Ooh, and then we should pick a recipe and post it yes. on each episode on okay. Instagram. Absolutely. I love that. Where should they tell us this? Email us at thatswhyshow at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> I almost it was forgot. A <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and do you see how I did that? I put it on Anna and she handled it like a champ. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back to the souls. What did you research? All right. So first of all, let me just read what it says in the dictionary about what the definition of soul is. So one says... Soul, the spiritual or immaterial part of a human being or animal regarded as immortal, right? Ooh. And the second one says, which I found more interesting, of course, because I feel like the, the first one we do connect to spirit. And this one says emotional or intellectual energy or intensity, especially as revealed in a work of art or an artistic performance. Isn't is that, that interesting? Is that because if someone is a soulful singer, 
is that the, the description of that when it says soul like this person has a lot of soul right like they're bearing uh-huh. their soul like you look mm-hmm. at a piece of art and you can almost see and connect to that person's wow. passion because it says emotional or intellectual energy or intensity i love that isn't that awesome that is so cool so anna Mm -hmm. because anna was like i am curious to see to hear what you had found out so i had watched this documentary and i think it was talking about how scientists are always trying you know i think that this has been something that we've been trying to do for centuries of course right what i can't remember whoops I took the cord and... Oh, that's okay. <laughs> almost knocked the computer down. We, I think it was a few centuries ago where there were doctors or scientists that would, uh, and I can't remember the time period, but they, the, when this person died, they weighed them to see if they weighed less, right? Was this in the 1700s, 1800s? Um, I actually have the notes. It was 1907. And it was a doctor named Dr. Duncan McDougall. And... Remember last time we talked about orgasms on that episode? Yes, how can I forget? (laughs) So I spoke about Mary Roach, and she's Mm -hmm. the author about that orgasm episode. Mm -hmm. But she wrote another book called Stiff, and she researched how our bodies are used after we die. Not stiff. I'm like, stiff is so appropriate. (laughs) Did she do that on accident? Was that a pun? (laughs) But I'm bummed. (laughs) <laughs> sorry not that kind of you stiff. set that up for me I Anna. Did. you I'm tricked st- me <laughs> I didn't okay. even catch that I was like staring at you I'm like stiff. what stiff I don't oh, get like, it you playing with me <laughs> and then okay sorry but she she did write about the uh doctor Duncan McDougall mm-hmm. and yes he performed experiments on people that were about to die and he asked them you know like you're terminally ill can i weigh you on the scale and he discovered that the human soul weighed three-fourths of an ounce which is about 21 grams yeah and then he did not I mean, it's, I guess I would say it's inconclusive because how we don't know what other factors there are. Mm -hmm. Um, But he experimented on 15 dogs. Mm. They say they don't know if the dogs were terminally ill, but they have a feeling he poisoned them to, to, you know what I mean? To get them on the scale and they did not lose any weight. Right. So that's why he was so there were, there weren't any lighter. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, that is just fascinating stuff well they had discovered because someone mentioned that in this uh thing that i watched that no people weren't lighter but now that our technology has obviously advanced since the early 1900s late 1800s now they can connect those probes and measure basically the activity in the brain so we have a way and the scientists at the university of virginia there's a division of perceptual studies Mm. and they have done studies on 2,500 children, okay? Okay. I loved this because as adults, so many times we think our thoughts are our own and our thoughts are really the compilation of upbringing, Mm -hmm. society, personal influence with your family, like so many things and you think it's your idea. Mm -hmm. And look at how we talk about these days that we're manipulated by our phones and our gadgets. So therefore, I feel like it's biased when you ask an adult about maybe a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. But when a child that's three years old 
is exhibiting certain behaviors and that's not coerced. That's not dogma. That's not, you know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. like total genuine. So there was this one little uh, kid, his name is James in particular, and he's from Lafayette, Louisiana. He was three years old at the time. He would wake up banging, like let's say that you were laying in, let's say a box and you're banging trying to get out. And he started these nightmares and his parents were really concerned because it was recurring constantly. And he was, he would say things like he would pound his fist trying to get out. And um, I remember when I was looking at it, it basically continued till he, till he was 12 years old. Okay. So he was saying things that were so specific. I want to see here where he would be like he named the plane that he went under. So I know the show is about the soul and it's not about reincarnation, but I think that reincarnation validates the fact that if you really, in fact, have a soul, Mm -hmm. the only way that we on this dimension, right, in this reality that we live in can have confirmation of that is by maybe knowing Mm -hmm. a past life, because then that means that we did live before and our soul continues to follow us in whatever body we have. I think I watched a clip of that and exactly what you said, he was naming off his friends and he knew the names of the planes like, oh, that's like this plane. That's right. And his parents were wondering, how does he know this history? Yes. And he said, that's me. Or he'd point at photos. That's my friend. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that is, how how would you know? Absolutely. Well, and in one of the things, so so basically he was a pilot that went down in 1930 something Mm -hmm. and he was named James. Interestingly enough, in his past life, as he was and in his, his present, present life, I forgot doesn't about that, that make you think? Did, did his mother get subconsciously coerced? You know what I mean? Like that's too much of a coincidence. So, um, and his pilot, his airplane went down, and then when they were probing him and asking him questions, but his parents were that he had mentioned that he they like who shot your plane down, and he looked at them like the Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. And so. He was recanting so many things that were so specific that he couldn't have seen that on a show, especially at three, Mm -hmm. and remember all those little details to just, does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Anyway, so I thought that that, I mean, he named the ship, he had named what happened to him, the name of the actual plane. Wow. Because each plane had its own name. And then something interesting that they said he named the people that met him in heaven. <gasps> Whoa. His, I forgot his about version that part. of heaven. And of course, his parents, they thinking, what, you know, if we have to put something tangible, we call it heaven. Mm-hmm. But he was greeted by three people and he named who they were. And when, when they looked back, I, you probably remember they had died right before him. And so they greeted. So wow. it was, I know, right? That is crazy. It makes you want to ask the question though, then, is this obviously for everyone? Do we choose maybe what happens after? Because why don't you and I remember if we had a past life? Like, where was our soul and why does our soul not want to recollect? From what I understand in Buddhism is this world is a cycle of suffering, and we want to meditate and gain nirvana by meditation, you know, spirituality, all of that stuff, and leave this cycle. That's from what I understand why we're reborn into mm-hmm. the world is because we've, you know, built up karma mm. and it's almost like 
I don't like to say punishment, but it is a consequence mm. of our choices and our actions from prior lives. Interesting. Yeah. And your soul has to carry that, right? Because exactly. it's the soul that mm-hmm. lives these experiences. So can that's you ever why, redeem yourself? Can you yes, ever? Okay. Uh, absolutely. And then um, that's why though the Dalai Lama, when he reincarnates, he tells one of the head monks, you're going to find me in this village and this time, or, you know, kind of will let them know. And when that time comes, then Mm -hmm. they have a new Dalai Lama. And right now they, they, there is some conflict with China and Tibet. I'm not sure. Have you, okay. So the Chinese government, they've taken over Tibet pretty much. The current Dalai Lama cannot go back there anymore. Oh, And the, quote unquote, the Dalai Lama, like the younger, the kid that's Mm -hmm. growing up, he's like the false one because the Chinese person, like the Chinese government picked this next generation. Yes, yes. Okay, that makes sense. Anyway, but from what I understand, reincarnation happens because we are in a cycle of suffering and we have to be able to know how to to stop the cycle. cycle. Mm -hmm. And then once the cycle's stopped, what is the next step after that i don't remember (laughs) that is so interesting beliefs right i know that in buddhism anyone can become a buddha anyone can become enlightened Mm -hmm. it's unlike western religions where you believe in a god Mm -hmm. we can become that higher being yes yeah yes absolutely oh my gosh that's amazing yeah because you're like okay so i graduated mm -hmm. i fixed it i fixed it i fixed it it's not broken no more so Mm -hmm. where do i go from here like and the universe is so vast this is why again despite me being an atheist i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know so anyway um so he picked his parents and they said and he's told his parents when I saw you, basically, I guess he, maybe it's that whole concept of his work wasn't done and he had to come back, Mm. but he recollects choosing his parents and thinking they would be good parents. Wow. I know. And I've heard this now when I used to be Mormon, that's actually one of their teachings is that you really picked your parents. And I'm sure many of you are asking, no, Mm -hmm. I do not. I did not pick my parents. I did not pick my mother or my dad or maybe even my siblings. But I think that just like when you were five and you would have made a decision, you wouldn't have made the same decision Mm -hmm. at 10 because you have more knowledge. Obviously, our higher consciousness, our soul is so much more wise. And it knows that at least this is the philosophy that you may choose something hard and you may be questioning it when you get here and you're <laughs> obviously in this body, uh-huh. but you chose it for a reason mm-hmm. and you kind of chose that for, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to get you somewhere. We talked about this before on another episode where you and I agree that if a person says, well, things happen for a reason. Oh, yes. Things happen for a reason. And the reason we don't believe that is because, for example, we, when we talked about cancer, a person didn't wake up and ask for cancer. Right. You know, they're like, oh, I need to have cancer. No. Yeah. But the physiological aspect of it, mutations happened. Right. Cells either, you know, went crazy and mm-hmm. caused tumors and spread. Like that makes sense on a scientific basis. But asking for it, quote unquote, when it's Correct. like, oh, I deserve this. No, that's not what we Correct. agree with. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But we, yeah, we don't know maybe the reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you are the one that, so that person that maybe 
dying of cancer or living with cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, we always think of it as a death sentence, but there are people who live with it. Yeah. And it changes their perspective. And the whole thing of maybe things happen for a reason. Maybe that's the reason you find in saying, maybe I needed a more appreciation for life that I wasn't having. And mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to use, right. you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's when the soul grows. The soul is here to evolve. Yes. So I think that what happened with this kid, going back to James, I think he got stuck because basically they took him and finally he was living his life almost not as the James that he came to at that time as the James in the past. And his parents kind of wanted their son. Mm -hmm. They didn't want him living in the shadow of this person that he used to be. So they took him on a trip and they honored his past person, but they told him that he had to let him go. And he cried for like 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. Like the morning, mourning the death of, of this. yourself. Yes. Wow. And yet he was very willing to honor his parents, of course, but also put this person to rest. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then live his life as the James that he came to be. And he even said it was almost like a burden was lifted from this little child having this experience. Cause at the time he was 12, but he had, you know, his parents were aware of it when he was three. That's a long time. That is a long time. You know, I've got to look that up again. I don't remember that part. I think it's in that video that we're going oh, to. Oh, is it? Yes. Ooh, nice. So um, it's part of the video, I think. Mm -hmm. But another thing that I had looked at, and in the same one, they're talking about this woman who was a woman in her past life, and she came back as a man, mm -hmm. and somehow through something that they were doing, like hypnosis or trying to have her dig deep, because again, the only way that they can validate this, because we all would be curious, right? Give me facts. Give me numbers, give me dates, give me something specific that I can say, oh, I can't imagine you as a five-year-old knowing that. Mm -hmm. But this woman who was a woman in her past life was sexually abused. And she had made comments and given them detail that otherwise she, he wouldn't have known because he came, she came back as a man in this, in this life. So, and they had validated the fact that this was true and that these things happened. Oh my God. I know. So that again, I was like, your soul carries on and there is, that's the it's only like, way that you can trace it. It's like the baggage that you carry, you know? Yes. And then you just bring it along wherever you are. On holiday in. <laughs> no kidding. And that's, I think it goes back to what you were saying about if you don't fix that cycle, mm -hmm. you're going to keep repeating it, right? Yes. Now, one thing I found interesting, which is what I was telling you earlier, was his parents, they were Christian. Even after all the evidence that he provided, they still didn't want to believe in reincarnation. They were like, we're Christians. We can't believe in that. Wow. So, But they said that at least he proved that there is an afterlife. Mm -hmm. So I found it interesting that they chose to prefer to believe what they were taught. Exactly. Which is there's an afterlife because that's what we believe as Christians. Mm -hmm. And yet not the part that he broadened because mm -hmm. I felt like that was broadening their understanding that not only is there a life after death, mm -hmm. but you, you're probably going to come back. Yeah. And so why did they yeah. choose that one? Yeah. And not that your soul lives on. Exactly. Does that make sense? Okay. Um. So we were talking earlier and the law of conservation is that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Energy is only converted. 
and we're going to play a clip that Patricia found and then give us a little background on this clip. These are scientists that are trying to prove in one way or another that the soul is a real thing. And this man talks about, um, remember you were saying you had learned about it in school? What is it called? Microtubules. Microtubules. I first got interested in consciousness, how the brain produces experience uh, in college. In medical school, I was doing a research elective in a, a lab studying cancer, and I was looking at how cells divide. Hameroff then learned about microtubules. Microtubules are hollow tubes that can be found in all living cells. 30 years ago, he had his eureka moment. And since then, he has formed a complex theory that microtubules are the location of what some would call the soul. In my opinion, microtubules are the origin of consciousness, specifically quantum computation uh, synchronized to gamma EEG inside neurons in the brain is the origin of consciousness. Is the origin of consciousness. I wonder how they found, because microtubules are very small, and they do form a structure of the cell. That's kind of how it keeps its shape. So I wonder how they found out that it was there. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because I know like this clip he was saying, like that's how they found it. But I want to know what tests they did to figure oh, out. We, you know, and, and you know what? I'm that. sure there has to be a way yeah. that you could. Yet so many things that they're studying now. I mean, you've heard of telomeres, which is those mm -hmm. tails at the end. Of and the, that, yes. and I, and not to get off topic, which I think this is good, this would be a great topic for a future thing. But now scientists are saying that aging is actually a disease. Because what happens as you get older is your DNA is supposed to continue writing mm -hmm, its right. the formula. Yes. And as it duplicates, it loses the little last pieces of the DNA. Mm -hmm. As you age, it keeps shortening and shortening. Yes. So you do lose that. And sometimes if you have a genetic disorder or a mutation, right. then it might have a signal to die mm -hmm. at a certain time, like cell death. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. But they're constantly coming up with new evidence mm -hmm. or proof as to the things that we've heard forever, right? Your lifestyle, meditation, consciousness, mm -hmm. all these things can expand your life, not to mention, obviously, your eating. But it's never one thing. It's never that it's just eating or mm -hmm. exercise or sleeping well or meditating, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all this compilation of things that you have to do. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just find it fascinating that he said that. And again, he's trying to scientifically link it. And I remember when you talked about how we're taught the afterlife. Yeah. We have the heaven and hell. We have, you know, what happens to our soul when we die. And in my, one of my religious classes, we learned about Christianity and a lot of the religions that are Western or then the Eastern, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, things like that. Yeah. And this is a clip I'm going to show you guys. She's a rabbi in Utah. Her name is Rabbi Ilana Schwartzman, and she discusses Judaism, its congregations, practices in Utah. So here's a clip of what she says about the afterlife. Judaism as a religion doesn't you know, say that there is one thing that happens to you after you pass away, right? Different Jews have different beliefs of what happens, but Judaism says, focus on this life, make it the best world that we can live in, and we'll worry about what happens later when it happens later, because this is all that we know and all that we have control yeah. of now. For the LDS population, that's a very foreign concept. For most mm -hmm. Christian populations, that's a very foreign concept. In fact, in Islam, it's a very foreign concept as well. Yes. 
And so I will often have people say to me, then why do you do good things if you're not worried about heaven and hell? And for me, that's a very striking question that somehow people don't think that the world that we live in is worth right. building towards the best world that we can live in, that this life isn't you know, absolutely significant because Jewishly it is. It's a huge difference between Judaism and some other religions, and people don't know that necessarily. Mm, that is fascinating. Isn't that? Yeah, it's fascinating because it somewhat implies, and I don't think this is true, of course, for all Christians, but it implies that you're doing good deeds because you got to meet your maker mm -hmm. and you have to punch in. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're present, you want to go do good deeds because this life is important regardless. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this topic about soul. Um, if you'd like to be a part of our show, email us a voice memo. We would love to hear your story and we'll give you our unfiltered, unqualified advice. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at That's Why Show. And Patricia, close us out for the inspo quote. Okay. The inspo quote, which I love so much, it says, you're here to understand yourself, not to be understood. I love that. I know. I love that too. Well, thank you guys. We will see you. Oh, nope. We will um, not see you. <laughs> sure. I want to see you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> we will hear from. Wait, what? I forgot to mention the Netflix. Oh, okay. We are not done yet. Okay, just okay. one tidbit. Okay. <laughs> it's a show called Surviving Death. The yes. anesthesiologist, remember? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a really big deal, guys, because this is an anesthesiologist again. She was a doctor. She was an atheist, and she didn't believe in all that stuff. She had a near-death experience, mm -hmm. and she drowned for about 30 minutes, and she should have been dead. And she really had a really long road to recovery. But when she had passed, she was told that her son was going to die. And, of course, her in her mind. But then also her son kept telling her that, like, I'm not going to make it to 21. I remember he kept telling her that, didn't he? And no, then I after she died, then it confirmed it. After he died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. After he died. So I can't remember if he was telling her, but I do remember her saying she mm -hmm. never shared it with anyone mm -hmm. because first she didn't want them to think that she was crazy, mm -hmm. you know, that she actually believed this thing when she was in a state of dying. Mm -hmm. And, but of course, always hoping that it wasn't true. And she knew they told her that he was going to die. They gave her the impression that it wasn't like as an adult, adult, like maybe in your thirties, but it wasn't as a teenager either, mm -hmm. kind of in between. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she, for some reason, thought it's going to be when he's 18. Like he's not going to live to see right. past 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And she's like, he's not going to live to, you know, past 18. But when his 18th birthday came around, mm -hmm. she felt, hey, oof, it didn't um, happen. Yes. I'm in the clear. Yes. That must have been what I thought all these years, that it was just a dream. And sure enough, when he turned 21, which is what, just three years later, a 21-year-old versus an 18-year-old mm -hmm. is not it's, a big difference yeah. in age. So therefore, right. she obviously was confused in her mind. And he got hit by a car mm -hmm. when they were on vacation somewhere and was killed instantaneously that validated wow. so many things for her and i loved what she said because she says i'm still not immune to the pains of being on this planet i cry i hurt i feel i'm still human mm -hmm. but there is a sense of peace in my soul to know that i know that he's in another place 
and that he's okay and that I will see him again. Yeah. And I myself experienced that mm -hmm. and I'm okay. See, that brought her so much peace. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting because again, it validates the concept of the soul and that right. she was able to come back. And when her soul leaves this dimension, mm -hmm. she, he may be the one to greet her and oh, he will see her again. I love that. I know. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia's so crying already. Oh my goodness, <laughs> overclamped over here. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that was our extra bonus piece, right? And with that, peace, love, and dark chocolate. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.